Welcome to Life Talks with Lauren. This podcast is all about having conversations around what's real for us and swapping shame and judgment for courage and connection. We'll cover topics like self-love, relationships, body image, mental health, and so much more. Think of it like getting together with one of your good friends and chatting about life. So grab your glass of wine, mug of tea, or your favorite drink, and let's get started. Hello, hello, and welcome back to the Life Talks with Lauren podcast. You may have noticed that I've been on a really long hiatus. I think the last episode that I put out was in February. I really kind of struggled with the transition. If you've been a longtime listener of this podcast, then you know it's transitioned, or I would say more so evolved as I've evolved and as my goals have changed. And so it started out as the all or something living podcast, which was all about finding your version of health and the gray area in between, you know, because we so often tend to think in terms of black and white. So it wasn't just about, uh, I guess, food and nutrition specifically. It was just about life in general, finding the gray areas. And then I decided to go a little bit more niche and I went with the body acceptance podcast. That was in 2021 when I completely rebranded myself and decided to go all in on talking about body acceptance, which lasted a year. I think some really good things came out of it. I wrote my first book. That's what made me decide that I want to pursue writing full time. That's why I'm in school for writing now, studying for a BA in creative writing. So that season of my life served me in the way that it was meant to. And it was a very short season. I decided that First of all, I mean, I'll talk a little bit more about it, but just kind of an introduction. I was really struggling with body image after 2020, like most of us were. I gained a lot of weight and clothes weren't fitting me right. I just wasn't like I was looking in the mirror and not recognizing myself. So I think I had reached a really tricky place with food and exercise and not necessarily. Okay, I take that back. Not necessarily with food and exercise because thankfully I worked really hard for quite a few years and was able to work on developing a healthy relationship with food and exercise. So it was more so I had reached this crossroads where it was like, well, you know, I talk about body acceptance and I try to keep it very neutral and very... Very much so where I don't get into territory of talking about weight loss or anything because a lot of people that followed me in the beginning of my journey were also recovering and healing their relationship with food. And I just don't want to add any unnecessary noise to the internet space where there already is so many non-experts talking about topics that just confuse everybody and... So I wanted to more so retreat and treat my body like its own experiment and just silently decide what I want to do with my body. And that's kind of what I've been doing is just experimenting now that I feel like I have that foundation of a healthy relationship with food and exercise. And I'm in a really good place mentally. Now I can experiment with different things. And again, that's not something I'm really talking to anyone about. Only my husband really knows Because, like I said, I think so many of us already have a disordered relationship with food and I just don't really want to 
share that part of my life. I guess it's something that I was so public about for so long that it feels really nice to just be private about it for once. So that's something I don't really feel called to share about at this point in my life. If I want to talk about it later, I will. But I think right now I'm just kind of enjoying having my own personal journey and not feeling not feeling like susceptible to judgment about it or feeling even feeling obligated to share. I think it's also become so normalized that we're like all we talk about is what diet we're on or what food that we're eating or what exercise we're doing and I think there's just so many more interesting things to talk about. And I think that's also why I wanted to move past talking about body acceptance. I think that was because I hit a place where I was like, okay, I feel, I kind of feel like my work is done here. And I know that that may seem selfish because just because my work is done doesn't mean that everyone else's work is done, which I totally understand and appreciate. But like I said, I didn't want to add noise into a space where I felt that maybe I wasn't providing value or I didn't, mainly I didn't want to feel like a hypocrite. And to me, it felt really hypocritical to like, I don't know, to give off any sort of sense that I don't subscribe to beauty standards or diet culture at all when that's not true. It's just kind of like I said, now I, I know how to do it in a way that is intentional and I know how to recognize when it's harming more than it's helping me and yeah, I just, I, I felt like I had nothing else to contribute to the conversation. I wrote my body acceptance book. That's kind of the guide of the tools that I use to heal my relationship with food and to be where I am today. And if I feel compelled to write more about it in the future, I can, but I think I want to write about other things. And like I said, talk about other things by this point. So I actually, I plan on starting back up into weekly episodes with the podcast which is what it was for so long it's why I'm on episode 132 at this point because for years I was really consistent about weekly uploads but as I've been trying to find myself and figure out what direction that I'm going in life I just needed some space to figure that out so I actually recorded an episode a few weeks back and I just was not in a good headspace still And it was really messy and I just didn't feel, I just didn't feel like, I don't know, there's a level of vulnerability that I've put out into the world over the last few years. And while that's been a really beautiful journey, I feel that it's been not necessarily like used against me, I would say, but I feel that it gave certain people the wrong idea about me. Like being so open in the way that I was, was maybe it was a little bit too messy and as I'm like growing up and being more being more selective about who's allowed in my space and allowed in my head and stuff like basically I learned some lessons of like I don't want to be so open that it causes tension between friendships or makes anyone feel bad about themselves or makes me or makes people like prejudge me before they know me and so I've just kind of decided that I I will share some vulnerable parts and 
you know, obviously, but I'll be more selective about how I do that. So I think that's kind of where I've been retreating and being a hermit is figuring out like, how do I approach friendships and, and things now? And especially now that I'm not putting myself out there so much as I was in the online space, I just feel, I don't know. I feel like it's kind of the start of a new era for all of us. Like 2020 was a shit show. 2021 was a shit show. COVID is obviously not over at all. And it's not like we're in the complete clear, but it almost feels like we're slowly starting to step out from under the clouds. And I feel like if anything, we've all learned so many different lessons throughout the last few years. And it's been really hard Uh, just, you know, with everything that's gone down, like I feel like I see people differently. I see myself differently and life just feels different. And so I'm learning how to navigate that. I, especially after moving to Japan in early 2021, I have just felt like, I mean, I got here and pretty much immediately had a gallbladder surgery that landed me in the hospital for a week and then while I was in the hospital my aunt Joanne my favorite person one of my favorite people in the world passed away unexpectedly and all of that just changed me and so it got to the point where you know I was trying to build an online brand and an online business and it just stopped it stopped feeling authentic and I got to a point where I started to, this is kind of what happened in 2016 when I was like, I need to make a change with my bot, like how I relate to food and exercise and body obsession because I had gotten to a point then where it felt like I was very self, self-absorbed and unable to really focus on anyone but myself. And one of the questions that got me out of that thinking was what would people say at your funeral you know and I realized like oh people would say she's great at working out and she is very dedicated never uh whenever we go out she always has her own meals with her and and things like that and I was like I don't want to be remembered that way so that's when I really got into the personal development stage that's when I got my health coaching certification and got into wanting to be an online coach to help people better their lives. So I went down this long rabbit hole. And then the further I got into trying to build an online community or presence, really, the more self-absorbed I became again, because then it was all about, well, how can I get more followers? How can I make money using coaching or creating online programs and things? Or, you know, then I had started a vlog and... I don't know. I reached this point where I was like, oh my gosh, I'm making it all about me again. And I'm most interested in me, which is a huge, it's a natural thing. Like we as humans are most interested in ourselves, but I, I really do want to, I really want to make it known that I care about the people around me. And I feel like I'd gotten to the point where that was hard. And so, you know, I had made a group of friends here when I first got here, um, or a few months into getting here. And I thought like, oh, this is it. Like we're going to be best friends. And like, this is going to be like my family crew. And then 
I don't know. I still don't know what happened, but we kind of drifted apart. And since then, it's been haunting me. Like, I've been making... I've been, like, thinking um, that it was something I did. Like, this whole time, I'm like, oh, my gosh. And so I'll even be thinking about this late at night. And, like, I'll be up late thinking, like, what did I do? Like, just running my running it through my mind our entire friendship of like oh my gosh you it's because I did this or it's because I said this or whatever and I'm realizing that I am very sensitive to rejection and it actually another realization hit me today that like that's like evidence that I kind of am that way because I had this teacher and she she was my fifth and sixth grade teacher There was like some program at our school, I think, where you could have the same teacher two years in a row. And I loved her. She was like my favorite person, like my favorite teacher ever. And I just absolutely adored her. And, you know, I think she adored me back, like just by the way she treated me. And she was just, you know, so kind and everything. And I, once I graduated into middle school or whatever, I was like, oh, let me go back to my elementary school and visit her. So I went back with like a friend one day and I see this teacher in the hallway and I am so excited. I run up to her and I give her a big hug and she's like completely standoffish with me and and like just seems like she wants nothing to do with me. And um, and I was like, what what did I do? never got any answers and then since then I like had seen her on on Facebook and so I tried to add her as a friend and she didn't accept it and I still sometimes like it wakes me up at night to think like what did I do like what did I do that upset her or like made her so disgusted with me and so that's just an illustration of how sensitive that I can be to rejection, especially if I don't know what I did or um, if a friendship drifts apart. And I always blame myself first. I'm always just like, what did I do? Uh, and and that's where I become a people pleaser. And I think I inadvertently end up pushing people away because of that. And so that's kind of when I noticed this friend group drifting apart, I like it really gutted me because... I had felt in, you know, middle school and stuff, I had been rejected from all the friend groups or I'd been kicked out of multiple friend groups or not, or maybe not like kicked out, like they didn't say you're kicked out, but like excommunicated or they slowly drifted apart or they were more interested in hanging out with each other or my sister or whatever. And so that's caused me to do a lot of self-reflection and also in the process, I've beat myself up a lot for it, which I am trying not to so much, but it's really hard to not be in your head about that kind of thing. And something else that I found interesting though is I've been studying more about neurodivergence where, you know, there's, um, you can be neurotypical, which is like your brain kind of works the way that the majority brain works. Like you think the way that most people do. So you can relate to a lot of people. I know for sure I'm, I think it's called a neurotypical or neurodivergent. And I suspect that I might be on the autism spectrum and ADHD 
um, also. And I've done a few screenings online. I haven't been officially diagnosed, but every time I've done a screening, the answer has been you likely are these things. And so one thing that I've learned about people with ADHD is that they have this thing called rejection sensitive dysphoria, I think it's called, where they are very sensitive to rejection that may not has have even occurred yet or will occur. Like basically, like if if I am, if I do, you know, struggle with ADHD, then that's something that like that makes sense why I make up stories about why people don't like me or why I said this thing to offend them or whatever. And I feel that it's pushed people away, but I I haven't known what to do about it because I haven't been as aware. So it's been helpful to kind of gain awareness around that. And then with suspecting I'm on the autism spectrum, there are just things about like, I have had to study how to be a friend. I've had to study how to have conversations, like normal conversations and how to learn to relate to people how to not turn every topic back to me. I have to force myself to make eye contact because it's really uncomfortable for me. And these are things that I don't think a lot of people would meet me and maybe suspect. Maybe as you get closer to me, you realize like, hey, something's off about her. And, And, you know, that could be a good thing. Like I am very quirky in many ways, but I also think that if you don't understand me, then you can, it can be really off putting and you know, I agree. I'm sometimes off put, I'm put off by myself, I guess you could say, but I believe, yeah, I've literally had to study like how to have reactions to things people say, like facial expressions and none of that comes naturally to me. And I'm just now as a 32 year old woman learning why that might be. I've just always known that I felt different and that I had a hard time relating to people and that I felt that like people thought I was weird And I'm now like learning that could be because my mind works differently, which is awesome to know and also really challenging because I still have to, I still have to deal with it. And I think as I've gotten older and as more time has passed, I'm learning how to, how to slowly navigate it. But I also think it contributes to my tendency to develop depression and And just, again, really perfectionism and beating myself up and just expecting so much from myself. So that's a big reason why I had to leave the online coaching space and really just the personal development world. It's starting to become something that where at first felt really inspirational. I think as it's becoming more saturated, it's starting to feel a little bit icky, almost like MLMs feel to me now. Like we're starting to kind of realize that most of the coaching industry is a scam. And I didn't really want to be associated with that anymore. So I don't know where what I'm going to do with my writing, but I just know that that's my passion. And it's been, it's been made really clear to me at, because of how much I've enjoyed. I just finished my second semester of classes. So I've completed four classes so far. The semesters are four weeks long. You take two classes or eight weeks, sorry. Eight weeks, you take two classes 
And then eight weeks, you take two more classes. So in, within 16 weeks, you're taking four classes. It's just not four at once, which I really like that structure. And it's been so just nice and peaceful to not feel like my life is so public, to not feel like I am obligated to update everyone. I've honestly just been really into clothing lately, like shopping online, and then I'm on the roller derby team, I've been singing, doing stuff with that, and again, just keeping to myself where I want to and sharing where I want to, trying to diversify the people that I hang out with. Again, I thought it would be easiest to have like a close group that was like a family when I got here, and then I quickly realized like it's probably good for me to not rely so much on specific people to like be there all the time. I don't think that's fair to them or to me. And, you know, I, I, it's weird. Cause like I can be distant from people or be really resistant to letting people in because I feel like I've experienced rejection so much. But then at the same time, I feel like if I do get close to people, I can become codependent. And that's, kind of where I felt with the friends I had early on here. It was like, oh, I'm relying on them to anything, like to go out and go on adventures or to feel happy or anything. And as we probably learn over and over throughout our lives, like our happiness comes from within as like silly and cliche. There's so many things that I learned from doing all the personal development work, but I'm at the point where I'm like, okay, a lot of it is if I really sort through it and just keep the things that were most important, a lot of it is just a bunch of mumbo jumbo. And um, so like, it's really just meant to sell you something, but there are the tried and true, like lifelong things. And I actually like to look to Brene, Brene Brown's work for that because she actually does research on this stuff and you know, research on shame and resilience and what it is that makes people happy, what makes them live in a, as she says, wholehearted way. And that's kind of where I'm at right now. And I just want to leave all the fluff behind and live an honest life. Again, something I picked up in the coaching world was like, oh, let's build a life where we make multi-million dollars and money from the beach and have you know, jets and whatever. But I, as we set up our little three bedroom apartment here, and as I kind of develop my wardrobe, like as I work on the things that I feel passionate about, that I find that I'm growing in, like I'm really feeling like I'm finding my sense of style. My house is feeling really good. Roller derby is, was really challenging at first, but I feel like I'm starting to get the hang of that my the singing competition I did was way out of my comfort zone and you know I fin I completed that and I grew throughout the classes that I'm taking are challenging at times but I'm moving forward and I just feel and you know having my cat orca and my really stable relationship with my husband although all of that like having that stability in the past has felt really boring I think there are ways to find the variety and the spice and the key is to do things where you're, you know, challenging yourself and growing, but it's a lot more simple than we make it seem like now I'm kind of realizing I don't really need to make millions of dollars because 
I feel like even right now I'm not making that much money, but I feel really good where I'm at with money. And so I don't know. I just like, how much more do I need in life? I'm traveling and I, you know, I miss family from back home and I I really, I do want to deepen my friendships and so that comes with me learning how to open up to others again and learning how to honestly just be a better conversationalist and not make it all about me. Like learn how to be curious about the world and interested in people, more interested in people. I think that if we really anchor into that, that like we are social species then we'll never run out of things to talk about because there are just so many things to explore about life. So where I want to go with this podcast going forward is, like I said, I want to start releasing weekly episodes again, a few solo ones a month where I just update you on my life because I changed it to Live Talks with Lauren because I wanted it to feel like you're sitting down with a convert and having a conversation with me, like just chilling, like, we're talking on the phone or on FaceTime or whatever, except I'm not on video. But I just want it to feel like if you have no one else to talk to or you feel you're feeling lonely. I think so many of us are feeling lonely these days. Whereas I used to be really interested in personal development podcasts or true crime or whatever, lately I've just been craving conversation, a podcast that feels light that feels conversational, that feels like a warm hug or a chat on the phone with a friend. I want more of those. So I want to put that out in the world for you if that's what you're wanting also. So also I want to, along with that, bring on guests. It's a little bit hard because the time change, like the time difference. I've had people in the States that want to be on the podcast, but I would have to wake up at like 8 a.m. and I don't know. So maybe I'll have some people over that live here in Japan and, you know, we'll sit down and chat. But also I'll probably have Jason on every once in a while and we'll just maybe explore a controversial question or topic or it doesn't even have to be controversial, just anything really. I want this to be a space where we can talk about anything. I think the art of conversation is being lost and we shy away from talking about things that we that make us feel uncomfortable or that we feel that we disagree with myself included i need to do this work because i need to learn how to open up again and just hear what people have to say that's like something that i know is ingrained within me that i know that i am a very neutral open person i just don't always display that and I don't always feel that, but I know that at my core, I really am just an open-hearted, non-judgmental person, and I want to find my way back to who that is. So I hope that you'll feel like this is a two-way conversation. You can come find me on Instagram if you don't have me already. I'm at Lauren M. Kendrick. Chat with me about what resonates with you. Update me on your life. You know, Again, like if something I've said, you're like, oh, that makes me think of this. Or you just want to tell me what's going on with you. And, you know, I like, I prefer voice notes on there, but I know a lot of people hate them. Maybe people aren't just, just aren't used to hearing their voice like I am from doing a podcast. But 
if you want to send voice notes or if you just want to write or type whatever, then that's perfectly fine with me. Um, yeah, I just feel like for so long I was so wrapped up in creating an image on social media that I forgot how to be myself. So I'm hoping through this podcast I can reconnect with the laid back, goofy and genuinely kind person that I know I am. And I hope that you'll join me for this journey. Thank you so much for listening. And I can't wait to talk to you again next week. Thank you so much for listening. I hope you've enjoyed this episode. If you did, I'd love for you to share it with a friend or leave a five-star review wherever you listen. Have an idea you want to pitch or just feel like chatting with me about the episode? Come find me on Instagram at Lauren M. Kendrick. Can't wait to hear from you.